I don't know. Sci-fi for Christmas? No, no, I didn't think it for Christmas. <laughs> I was trying to think lighthearted. And when I was looking at lighthearted books, there came up like these like weird sci-fi comedies and stuff that they were meant to be like, not like you wouldn't think of them as sci-fi. They're just weird, lighthearted books in a sci-fi setting. And I was like, interesting. Weird but maybe not. Let's so. see, what do I have that's like holiday-esque? I just got a copy, um, one of my friends sent me a copy of the book that Christmas with the Cranks is based off of. That's like the Tim Allen movie. <laughs> yeah, it's called oh Skipping Christmas. <laughs> oh no. It's- Alright friends, future Jenna here, just jumping in with our trigger warnings. As always, in the beginning of the podcast, there is just a brief mention of alcohol when we discuss what we are drinking, and then throughout the rest of the episode, we talk about and repeat just slightly fatphobic comments, uh, both talking about content in a book that I read last month, and also talking about some actresses in Hollywood and kind of those double standards. So none of that is meant with any ill will, but just keep in mind, we do talk about some of that. And then throughout a lot of the episode, we are discussing horror, both in books and movies. So any trigger warnings related to those books or those movies would apply here as well, even though we don't necessarily go too deep into any of them. And with that, let's jump on into the episode. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our book club style podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dana. And I'm Jenna. Two high school friends reconnecting for the joys of reading. Now, our tastes and opinions may vary when it comes to a good read, but sometimes, just sometimes, we might be on the same page. Let's see if we are in our new check-in. Yes, welcome back and welcome to our check-in episode for the month of October. Once a month, Dana... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was not expecting that for some reason. <laughs> the cheer. Yeah. <clears throat> Once a month, Dana and I will be here discussing what our next book will be, why we chose it, and what else we are reading and watching. But first, let's start us off. Dana, what you drinking? You are finally not alone when it comes to <laughs> alcohol consumption on the show. Um, yeah, I, people were starting to get worried, probably. <laughs> I, have a, um, I have here a Schilling Hard Cider brand. It's their grapefruit cider. Uh, the flavor title is Grapefruit and Chill. I love and there's that. A, there's a funny pun because it's a picture of a flamingo. And so at the top it says, let's flamingle. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I've tried, very, I've very tried one of the flavors of that one. I don't think it was grapefruit. It might the have been like is blood very light. I love it. We were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, but grapefruit and basically any sort of alcoholic beverage, <laughs> I think is just, it's the best citrus flavor. I'm, my, I'm just going to say that. My, my, I think, I think my, brother sometimes likes to give me crap because he's nine years older than me and so i don't i'm not a beer guy i can't do beer after 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 one bad night i can't do beer and so i do cider cider's fine for me even Mm -hmm. even if one's got a little bit of the hops taste in it okay that's probably my limit and so whenever i drink like these fruity ciders or a cocktail my brother tries to poke fun it's like oh girly drinks i was like hey it hits me hard and makes me enjoy the night whatever (laughs) 
And then today, uh, I actually also took a step past where I have been. I don't have <laughs> wine today. <laughs> My husband made me something deliciously autumnal. So it's basically a dark and stormy, which is a rum drink, but it also has some apple cider in it. So like an Austin cider in it. And it's just, it's very nice. <laughs> I feel like I'm ready to curl up and watch some Halloween Town. <laughs> I was just going to say Halloween Town. I was like, I know where this sentence is going. Ugh. Hocus Pocus, you know, my level of Halloween book or I, books, I want, my level of Halloween movies. I was almost tempted to buy the uh, the Hocus Pocus book that has the sequel in the it. The sequel. I haven't read it yet, but I Neither really have want I. to. I, so I want to read that whole book just to be like, all right, I've read Hocus Pocus and now I can know what happened afterward. Because they're also still talking <laughs> about doing the actual second movie. And so I'm just like, hurry it up. I just, I love Hocus Pocus so much. I would be almost embarrassed to tell you how many times I've already watched it this season. I haven't seen it in so. <laughs> years, but whenever I was a kid, it was on. It was, it's what I left on the TV. It was Absolutely. the only thing I needed that. So um, I was actually deathly afraid of Halloween Town as a kid. Of Halloween Town? Why? I, ha I had a reoccurring nightmare of the skeleton taxi driver. Oh, fair. I had yeah. a, a reoccurring nightmare, quick little tangent, where <laughs> it would happen almost all the time. Where, because it's the part where he freaks out and grabs the kid. Yeah. Like I would just the have this nightmare. The bad thing is in him. <laughs> yeah, I and I would just have a nightmare where he would kidnap me and he would chase me around a convenience store and I'm just That's like, oh my terrifying. god. And so I could never watch Halloween Town and if I did, I had to skip that part. Oh my gosh. As a kid, That's the skeleton. So sweet, actually. Wrap out of me. <laughs> For background here. In high school, Dana was the person that forced me to go and see like The Conjuring and Annabelle and I crap love, like that in theaters. I love scary movies now. But and as so a kid, this that story is just me. very heartwarming to me. <laughs> there was a soul in this man before when he was younger. Was, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, all that Halloween talk is because we said our October book will be somewhat Halloween themed. Yes, we were very ready for a spooky read for the month of Halloween. And so this month we are going to be reading and discussing The Institute by Stephen King. Bum, bum, bum. Looks like that. It's the, very pretty. Yeah, I have the slipcover here because the hardcover is huge. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. I have the paperback. So the information on this one, like I said, it is by Stephen King and publisher is Gallery Books. I have the paperback here, uh, which was originally released in 2020. So just this year, uh, but original copyright year was last year, 2019. And I don't know about your hardcover, but my uh, paperback is 576 pages. Uh, minus 557. Okay. So I wonder if there's extra like book club questions or something at the end of mine. They do that sometimes with re-releases. Yeah. So Dana, do you want to go ahead and read us the back cover? Yeah. For me, it's the inside flaps. Let's not make <laughs> loud papery noises. Oh God, that's how expensive it was. Okay. I, I remember buying it from Target as well. So I don't know if it had the 20% off horrible sticker on it or not. In the middle of the night, in a house on a quiet street in suburban Minneapolis, intruders silently murder Luke Ellis's parents and load him into a black SUV. The operation takes less than two minutes. 
Luke will wake up at the Institute in a room that looks just like his own, except there's no window. And outside his door are other doors, behind which are other kids with special talents, telekinesis and telepathy, who got to this place the same way Luke did. Kalisha, Nick, George, Iris, and the youngest of them, 10-year-old Avery Dixon. They are, all in front, they are all in front half. Others, Luke learns, graduate to back half. Like the Roach Motel, Kalisha says, kids check in, but they don't check out. In this most sinister of institutions, the director, Mrs. Sigsby, and her staff are ruthlessly dedicated to extracting from these children the force of their extra-normal gifts. There are no scruples here. If you go along, you get tokens for the vending machines. If you don't, punishment is brutal. As each new victim disappears to back half, Luke becomes more and more desperate to get out and get help. But no one has ever escaped from the Institute. Very nice, very spooky. <laughs> so like Dana said, we definitely wanted something that was going to, let me scoot over so I'm in the middle here, uh, something that was going to feel like a good Halloween read, especially since the episodes, at least right now, are going up the 15th and the 30th. We knew it was going to be going up the day before Halloween anyway. So that was kind of why I agreed to it, or kind of the um, thought behind that part of it. Since it was your choice mainly, do you want to explain why you chose it? Yeah, this was officially my pick for October. Um, Stephen King is just known for writing horror. Um, and I've always, I own a lot of his classics. I bought It when the new movie was coming out, uh, Shining when the sequel movie was coming out, Carrie, I want to get Cujo. I, I love the ideas of his stories, reading the backflaps and all of these, but I've actually never read him. I've never sat down and read any of those books. They're just added to my library. I've actually never read very many of them either. I've read Carrie, and I remember mm -hmm. liking it, but it wasn't my favorite. It was kind of long and wordy, um, yeah. more so than I was really looking for at the time I was first reading it. And it has been on my list for a while because I did fairly enjoy the original. Is it a miniseries? Uh, the uh, the With original. Tim Curry. For, oh, it, um, the, yeah. yeah, it was a two-part television event for the original, so it came out to like a three-hour movie. Gotcha. Yeah, because I fairly enjoyed that as someone who doesn't really like scary mm -hmm. movies. So I've wanted to read it, but I haven't gotten to it yet. And so this will only be a second dive into King for me. Yeah, the only time I had tried is he has one book that's not really a horror movie. It's about a young girl who I think gets lost in the woods, but her love for a baseball player is what motivates her to keep going. It's this kind of like young adult sort of, not really a thriller, but kind of adventure, you know, survival story. Uh, I tried reading it when I was younger and couldn't get into it. But I had just always wanted to read his books. And before my trip to Germany, I bought this book because reading the flap, I was like this, like a a new X-Men movie that came out. It was supposed to be, they tried to do a horror X-Men movie called The New Mutants. It got delayed for two years. And the idea is they're inside kind of an asylum. So this reminded me of that movie that was never going to come out, but finally did. And so to me, I just, I got this feeling of X-Men kids who have powers, they don't know how they're dealing with them, but also that asylum horror story that you get every so once in a while in a movie every year. Mm -hmm. So it sounded like the perfect blend of what I like of, oh, it's a somewhat super, super powered kid story, but it's also 
got some horror in it because it's 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 Mr. King. So mm-hmm. kind of the and I never read it when I was in Germany that whole year there. It sat on the shelf collecting dust. So I was like, all right, October's around the corner. Let's sit and read him and I can finally say I've read Stephen King. Gotcha. And you have now started it. Do you want mm-hmm. to give us a 20% review for anyone who this might be your first check-in episode with us? We are going to do a just 20% review with Dana since he typically starts the books before I do (laughs) since I have other reads that I also do throughout the month. And Jenna will catch up in the last few days no matter what. So Well, this one I'll probably (laughs) start reading sooner rather than later. But um, just because it's pretty long and like I said, King can be kind of wordy for me. Mm -hmm. But for those of you who might not know, a 20% review is pretty self-explanatory, but it's something that is fairly big on the bookish side of Instagram right now. As you're reading a book, basically, you stop at about 20% or wherever you're at and say, so far, if you're liking it, if you're not liking it, if you are excited to keep going, or if not necessarily for us since we're reading it for the podcast, but if you are not going to finish it, if you're going to put it down, maybe not pick it back up, things like that. So just kind of, you know, two or three sentences, what you're thinking so far. Well, having a hard time getting into it, actually, to be honest, because uh, the, the weird thing enough is that 557 pages, I think it's about to hit the turning point for me, but mm-hmm. I'm only 40 pages in because mm-hmm. it's kind of broken up into sections, like there's big title cards and you're focusing on a section. This whole first section has nothing to do with that flap red. Okay. I, I it is following a drifter. And I'm just kind of like, why am I following this character that the back of the book didn't even think important enough to tell me about? And so it just feels like a very extended prologue. Mm-hmm. So, and I thought maybe it was King's rhythm of writing. I hadn't experienced him before. Uh, I thought maybe I just wasn't, I wasn't liking his language or something like that. But I sure. realized I went back and read the flap and I was like, this isn't what I was promised so far. And yes, I'm I mean, only you 40... are only 40 pages in. And, and I did so, say that like, like you said, that is pretty extended for a prologue of some sort, yeah. but it's not, it's not a big, unheard of. right. It, I, so I did have to say, okay, 40 pages. It's not the biggest percentage of the book, but still it's like, I feel like I've been with this guy for so long, this character. And I'm just kind of like, all right, where's the kid I'm supposed to be worried about? Like, where's mm-hmm. that? That hasn't happened yet. Um, I think it's about to, so I think I'll probably get sucked more into it. So I'll say I do, I, I have come out thinking I do like Stephen King's language, the way he writes. Um, mm-hmm. It's very straightforward. Um, there's this odd lack of punctuation, I think, in some descriptive sentences that kind of makes it so it's like a quick read of a sentence and it just locks you in. Like, here's something to remember. And the the world he builds is is simple enough it's it's mm-hmm. very it's very open right now we're in a small town and so I, i'm kind of like all right it, it, i feel isolated even though i've met a lot of people and so i can feel the setting of getting ready for the story that's probably going to take a dark turn but as okay. for 40 as for 40 pages in and for the first whole section i like i'm at the next title card i'm really like this is not what you promised me so i'm hoping it gets a little better <laughs> Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Like, I, I hate to think that a book I was excited to read has me a little disappointed. You were very excited about this one. I am. The a concept is great. A little bit of other background. We had actually 
chosen and talked about a different book for October. And we're not going to reveal it because we may still do that book at a later time. It's yep. one that we think would be really fun and interesting to talk about. Uh, so we're not going to give that away at this point. But basically, we had chosen a different book. And then was it a week out from the beginning of October? It was pretty late you messaged me and said, by the way, I think we're going to read this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just thought that um, as much as I liked that other book, it felt more to me like a crime thriller. And I was like, I think we need to lead a little more into quote unquote horror or Halloween-ish. So, and because I knew we both, well, I at least had it. And because I'm not trying to build my library here while I'm, for those who don't know, because I just moved back to the States, I'm squatting with my parents for a little bit till I get my home place. So a lot of my books that I haven't read are in storage and I didn't mm. want to bring those into this condo. So we have to read what I have. And if I have to buy a book, it's going to be, you know, maybe something that we absolutely want to read that I just don't have. So sure. I already had the Institute and I was like, I know Jenna can probably easily pick this up. And this kind of fits more with the theme of October, I think. So I just thought it was a better fit. And so I thought, hey, can we try this instead? <laughs> and she was willing. Here could we are. I, I was. I mean, it, it was your choice. <laughs> I picked last I, month. And I, 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 I thought of it as like the even ground for, for Bromance Book Club. I was like, I trusted her. I was like, yeah. I was I like. I have read horror. I do yeah. have horror that I enjoy. And um, almost all, I'm not going to say all full stop, but most at least of the books that I am planning on reading this month are thriller, mystery, or horror, just because I'm kind of focusing on those for the month of October. Yeah. There's a fun, it's not really a buddy read, it's more kind of a challenge on Instagram right now that one of my friends is hosting, uh, where it's reading, seeing how many thrillers you can read this month. So I just... I have a lot that I'm going into. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Well, my hope was because I wanted to get to at least triple digits before this check-in. It just didn't happen because, like I said, every time I kind of picked it up, I was like, I don't care for this guy. I want to meet this Luke kid. We haven't met the Luke kid. And so, yeah. so it was a little hard. But then the end of his section really picked up speed. I was like, this is what I'm looking for. <laughs> and, then, and then now we're jumping to another character. I was like, damn it. And so, sure. but I think it's now jumping to that kid. So I think I'm going to finally get to where I want to be in the story. Because like you said, we do want to upgrade eventually to doing uh, essentially an episode every week, two mm -hmm. check-ins, two reviews. And I was really excited to try and read a crime thriller alongside this. But this is the biggest book we've read so far, our only our third far. book. But yeah. it's huge. And so I was like, I need to invest in that first before I read this crime thriller, which in its defense is a short read. So I thought these could balance out. Mm -hmm. But when I saw how slow I was getting into this one, I'm like, ah, oh, crap, yeah. come on. So I still- And sometimes it has nothing to do with the size. I just finished a book yesterday or the day before, and I didn't particularly like it. So I'm mm -hmm. not going to say what book it was just because- Unless it's one of our discussion books, I don't need to be bad-mouthing books don't need to rip on, on it. here. Yeah, um, but it was under 200 pages. I want to say it was 193 or something, mm -hmm. 197, something like that. And so I picked it up and said, I can read this in a day, maybe two, because I will pretty frequently, I would say, uh, finish 100 plus pages in a day if right. I'm taking 
a couple hours to read at the end of the day, read in bed, that kind of thing. And I just, I could not get into this book, even throughout towards the end. I just, it, <laughs> I just, I didn't like it. And I, right. you know, and so it's interesting that to realize that that can happen no matter what the genre is. Something like a fantasy that I don't necessarily read very often. I could see that happening pretty easily. But this was super short. It was YA. It was, you know, all these things that should make it a really easy read for me. I just, I... Mm -hmm took me four days, I think, total to get through it. Right. Well, I, the, the one time I talked about how I remembered there was one time I spent a year on a book, it just came back to me with you saying that because it was the first and only book I've ever quit. Mm. I don't quit books. I don't like to. I've invested. Let's finish it. But mm -hmm. this book, I just <clears throat> couldn't. I got halfway and I just, I had to stop because I think my uh, I think it was either my mother or my father I was visiting and I had the book still in my hand and it was one of the years in college and they're like you're still reading that you read that and, and I, they made me realize it had been a year they're like you were reading that like last Thanksgiving or something I was like no I wasn't and I sat there and I was like oh my god I was and so I just put it down and said screw it I can't read this book and the reason mm -hmm. I wanted to is because it had been made into a movie and the movie looked interesting so I didn't watch the movie and I wanted to read the book. And this author had a very interesting writing style. It was, uh, it was different. I feel like if I had recommended it to you and you just read a few pages, you would see that it's not your stereotypical writing style. Because uh, mm -hmm. What I genre think was it? It was kind of a crime thriller. And so you kind, I think the narrator is one of the characters if I remember correctly. And just the way that, she narrated the character it was almost like word vomit but mm. organized word vomit <laughs> okay <laughs> and the best way i can explain it and it was so obscure and i liked that mm -hmm. but i was halfway through the book and what the book was about had not yet happened till halfway through sure and i was like now i feel like the rest of it's just going to be wasted time and so I just, I had to stop. And that's the only time I've ever quit a book. <laughs> so now I'm the that's same why I'm way. Particular. I always feel so bad when I don't finish a book that obviously on the bookish side of Instagram, again, that's something you see pretty frequently. It's um, DNFing a book or did not finish. Mm -hmm. uh, and that'll happen a lot because people on there like me are trying to read as much as they can most of the time. They're getting lots of books sent to them. They want to finish their backlist so they can get to some of the newer titles, whatever the reason. A lot of the time, the folks on there are trying to read as much and as quickly as we can. And yeah. so a lot of them, if they get to 50, 60, 70% of a book and still are just not feeling it, they won't finish it. Mm -hmm. And I just, I can't, I can't do that. I feel so guilty. I will put a book down and maybe pick it back up later, but I feel so bad if I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to pick this book back up. I just, right. I end up feeling so guilty. There's one that I got an advanced copy of November last year, I think. And I started reading it and I think I'm literally at like 52% or something on my Kindle. <laughs> and I just, I haven't picked it back up yet. I know oh, I'm going no. to eventually... But I just, I was so excited for that one. And it just was so much slower than I expected it to be. 
I'll pick well, it back that, up eventually. Well, and that's why I actually have that author of that book um, has written a lot. There was one book that I remember of one of his recent, well, one of his most recent book, but this was, I think, like at least three years ago. That sounded very interesting. And I was like, maybe I'll pick that up eventually because that, that story sounds a little bit better. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, the, maybe the layout will be more gripping from the beginning. And mm-hmm. then one day I went to Barnes and Noble and it was on like the $7 rack, but it was the big hardcover version. I was like, that's not a good sign, but I'm still gonna grab it. And so I picked it up in its big hardcover fashion for like seven bucks. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm gonna commit to this eventually. And I was like, I want mm-hmm. to give this one a chance. So, yeah. And that's um, big for me too. Obviously not every book is going to be for every person. The mm-hmm. book that I just finished that I had a hard time getting through has a lot of really positive reviews on Goodreads and a lot of my friends have been saying really positive things about. So it, not every book is going to be for every person and no one book is going to be for every single person. And so that's a big thing for me too, is if I didn't necessarily gel with a book by an author but there's a new one coming out or something I try really hard to give an author another chance before I decide their books might not be for me yeah and then the opposite you can discover you like something new like I did so <laughs> so that's always the positive absolutely um, but yeah so kind of out of that the reasons why we chose Stephen King's the Institute I'm hoping to get more committed to it I know that after we're done here and I get all our files together, I'm probably going to crack it back open and be like, all right, read. And so <laughs> see if I can get to the part that uh, yeah. swoons me. <laughs> I would like to get some reading done tonight. I probably won't though. My to-do list for this weekend is just wild. Um, so I actually, I only have one book going right now, uh, kind of transition in, into what we're reading or watching right now, you know, whatever. Yeah. I only have one going right now and it's an audio and I started it this morning because like, I don't have a physical book going. I don't have mm-hmm. an ebook going and I haven't, this is the first reading I've done since it switched over to October right. uh, for people listening. We're recording this on the third. So it's not like we're halfway through the month or anything when this is being recorded, but I just, I, have a small shop on Etsy as well. And on Monday, the 5th, we're doing a big old shop update. And it's just keeping me very busy, <laughs> running around a little bit like a chicken with my head cut off. <laughs> so after that, though, I'm going to sit and read for like a full 48 hours. There you go. <laughs> Give myself lots of time. Yeah. Uh, as we kind of said on one of my Instagrams, the one I'm wanting to invest into i bought at the fred meyer checkout of all places fred meyer it sneaks up on you yeah and it's for youtubers who can see it is the butterfly girl by renee denfeld and something about the cover i was just like the cover looks mysterious i i grabbed it and read the back flap and it's it's a crime thriller about a female detective who i guess was always in search for her younger sister who went missing but then a new case kind of feels familiar and she wants to dive into that and help this young girl and stuff like that. So, and only like just under 300 pages. So it's not, it's not a big demanding read. So I thought I could definitely pair that up with the Institute. But like I said, the Institute is taking its time to hook me. So I'm sure um, you'll kind of get more into it as it gets rolling. 
I definitely do, especially with the fact that I'm home alone for the weekend that I, the plan was to sit and read. I do have dinner plans tonight, so that'll take up some time, but uh, family doesn't get back till tomorrow. So then I could probably just wake up and read for a lazy Sunday. Turn on one of those uh, like background room sounds on YouTube. (laughs) One of those like 10 hour long videos. They're so nice. I love turning on the ones that sound like rainstorms. Oh, right, right, right. Because we we don't get those very often in El Paso, and my mm-hmm. little Pacific Northwest heart is like, oh, where's my thunder? Sound of rain. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be out in it. I'm, no, no, no. I'm glad I don't get stuck in as many rainstorms and stuff anymore. But yeah. man, do I love the sound. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know. I want to hold off to see if maybe we would read it together. But that other one that we talked about before the podcast is really calling my name and so maybe i'll just have to cave and say sorry wow Um, rude i was thinking we would probably read that one for the podcast i just have to reread the first one first uh for the the are are you talking about midnight sun no okay i was like wow that's hella rude of you no the 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 other one that you gave me a rule on oh sure yeah so if if you don't care then i'll probably say it Maybe that's what oh, we'll yeah, skip. Oh, yeah, go for it. I okay, told cool. Dana that uh, for the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> with his picks, he's only allowed to pick one superhero book per year. And it's not essentially Just, as you so would expect. So that not all of his picks are the same. <laughs> it's not like a big actual superhero one. I don't count Stephen King. Stephen King is more like a supernatural thriller. Um, but this one is called Vicious by V.E. Schwab. I hope I'm pronouncing the name correctly. And essentially the story sounds like is it's these two young men who gain powers together and then it jumps to them as adults and their nemesis. So one is technically like the hero, one is technically the villain, but I guess the one who's like the villain recruited a young girl who's got powers now and she's kind of caught in the middle of it. And there's two, it's considered, it was in the fantasy section, oddly enough, because the author wrote like a magician trilogy. And so the first is called Vicious and the second is called Vengeance. And so the story sounds like it's about actually the girl whose life is ruined by a hero and a villain who square off against each other and kind of her wanting to take them down. So it's like a very dark superhero sort of story, but I want to know why it was considered fantasy. And mm-hmm. so it really gripped me when I found it in Germany. And then I came back and the cover was all in red and I was like, oh, my favorite color. And so I was like, it's, it's meant to be. <laughs> so transitioning to what we are reading, did you do any other reading last month? Uh, Outside of podcast reading? No, I, I did kind of look back and then maybe there's this one book I bought in hardcover. It's a Star Wars novel, but it was written as a script. And it's kind of the origin of Count Dooku. And so I was very interested to see why it was done as a script. And it was only an audiobook. And so I was like, oh, I don't, I don't do audiobooks. But then a few months later, it Which came you out. should. I know. Yeah. But then a few months later, it came out as a hardcover. And then after that, shortly after a, a paperback. So I have it as a hardcover. But when I, and I thought, oh, it's a 400 page script. I could read that fast. Um, and I started it and stopped because I was like, no, I want to read an actual book, not a script. Um, and then when I kind of looked into the audiobook, it actually is acted with a full cast. And so I was like, oh, maybe I should have actually gotten the audiobook. So part of me is tempted to maybe see if the audiobook version is on sale so I can maybe have it with me and read along as listening. Sure. 
and maybe see if that'll help me get through it because it because it, it, it what's confusing about it is it jumps back and forth between him talking to his apprentice and then to the flashbacks so it's hard for me to see the scene transitions mm-hmm. uh, unless it was actually like performed so with the sound effects and all of that so i was just very like this is a long script and so, so i was like I, I read scripts all the time but this one was very long so I was almost tempted to buy the audiobook, but I never ended up looking to see how much it was versus my hardcover. Cause then if it was like buying the book again, then I'll just power through and read the, read the hardcover. Gotcha. Sorry, I, I went am, dead in the eyes for a second there. <laughs> but I am still committed to trying to read through a big chunk of Institute in reading that small crime one. And if not yes. that one- I told him that his main homework for this month was to read two total books. Because see. if he can get to that point, then we can start maybe doing two books a month. Well, exactly. Would really like to get to that point. Yeah. And the then, and so if not that one, there is another crime thriller I have that is about 200 pages, so smaller. And that one is also kind of right next to the Butterfly Girl, where they're, they're kind of the same thing, a young female detective solving a mystery. And so one of those two, I want to definitely try and read if I cruise through the Institute. So like I said, I'm hopeful. I think the, I think it's about to take the turn for me where it's like, this is the story we were promised. Just, sure. and, and I'm wondering if that's how just Stephen King writes. Does he do these long ass prologues as buildup for something? He's just, like I said, I think to a certain extent, he just really likes to talk. There so, you go. So let's see. I read a few books last month. I didn't read, got my cords stuck in my books here. <laughs> I didn't read quite as many as I did in August. <laughs> Once again, had to remember what month <laughs> we were in. Um, I read 11. Okay. Which, so not, not as good, but pretty good. Um, <laughs> that's, that's like the goal I aspired to get back to. <laughs> Well, I'm still 19 books behind schedule on my reading goal for the year because March through about June were just really bad months for me as far as mental health wise. I couldn't focus on reading, you know, any number of things. The world took a turn. It did. And I, my husband and I got married in May and we were supposed to have a wedding and we didn't and so just stuff like that I ended up kind of putting most things on hold just to kind of look after myself and my relationship and my mental health and all of that so I'm pretty behind on my reading for the year still Uh, so I'm really trying to read as much as I can right now to see if there's any way I can still get to that point but Checking back in on two of the books that I mentioned as to be read in last month's check-in, I had talked about One to Watch, which I did read, and was so much fun. It was so much fun. There are some trigger warnings I would want to give for this one. Mm -hmm. So if after the conversation this sounds interesting to you, I will link my... Uh, post on my blog for this one down below just there's a bit of like fat phobia and some pretty difficult conversations and things that happen in this one Uh, so just be aware of that but it's just it's so great and such fun representation it's basically a 
plus size fashion blogger ends up as the equivalent of the next bachelorette <laughs> and oh. yeah and is her journey with that so again not everyone in the book is very kind to her so keep that in mind again i'll put the blog post down below if you kind of want to prepare yourself for it before reading but highly recommend it was so much fun cute and then one of the other ones that I talked about was A Star is Bored. Yes, we mentioned that one. Yes, this was one that you got pretty excited about. Uh, again, basically, the author at one point for a few years, I want to say. Oh, that was, one. Yeah, was the personal assistant to Carrie Fisher. And this one is just very, very loosely inspired by that time of his life and his time working for her. So the story follows a young man who becomes the personal assistant to this big starlet, very famous, very beloved, fairly problematic, just kind of <laughs> all these things in his journey with her throughout, I think, three years in the book. And it was good. It took me a bit to get into. I didn't really find my stride with this one until about halfway through. But after that, it was fun. You just, you kind of had to drudge through the first part, at least for me. Uh, I miss that woman. <laughs> oh gosh, me too. But let me tell you, almost more, I miss Debbie Reynolds. Oh yeah, that too. <sighs> just, <laughs> what an icon. And then what else did I read last month? Ooh, this was a crazy one. So another book club that I led this last month was for He Started It by Samantha Downing. Talk about a crazy and thrilling cover for those of you who can see it. If you can't, it's a woman with a shovel walking into what looks like a car on fire. <laughs> like out in the middle of the desert or something. Very much that, yes. So <laughs> this book was wild. I almost don't even have words for this book without telling everything that happened. Like this was a book that it took me about two, maybe three chapters to fully get drawn into. Um, basically it's these adult siblings who their grandfather passed away and has been cremated and his kind of not really dying wish, but he's going to leave them all his fortune, the three of them, and split it evenly. But in order to qualify for that, they have to relive kind of this road trip that he took them on when they were kids and stop at all the same museums and places and then leave his ashes, have his final resting place be the place where the road trip ended initially and so it's kind of a weird premise just saying it out loud <laughs> and so because of that it's these people five of them total with two of them having their spouses there just on this road trip and it starts out kind of slow until things start getting crazy <laughs> but by the end i legitimately i finished this book and nick and i were sitting on the couch and I closed it and just like dropped it on the seat next to me <coughs> and turned to him. And I said, okay, 
I do not know what to think of this book. Word vomit everything that happened in the last probably 10 chapters. <laughs> and I was like, and then this happened and this randomly happened. And then apparently this is the thing and just all of these things. And I was listing everything to him and he's looking at me like I'm a crazy person. And he goes, yep, sounds sure. pretty wild. <laughs> but I, I'm glad that this was one I read for a book club because I would not have had any idea how to process this without talking it through with other people. To other people. Yeah. So <laughs> if you are up for a really crazy read, recommend this one. If my review is live for this one by the time this podcast goes up, hopefully it will be. Uh, we'll see how far behind I am. But if it is, I'll link this one as well. It's a thriller and all of that. So there's, again, some pretty serious trigger warnings for this one. Lo lots of death, lots of not great material. The cover for me had had, had me gripped. <laughs> yeah, right? So it's, you might want to read it. It's mm -hmm. really crazy. I like crazy things. Um, what else? Oh, I listened to one that I think you would like, actually. Have you seen Get Out, the movie? Pieces. It's okay. one I sh it's one I should have seen by now, but pieces. I figured it would have been like at the top of your list or something. <laughs> but I listened to an audiobook called When No One Is Watching. Ooh. It's another thriller. It was really interesting and it kind of reminded me of Get Out a little bit. Okay. Um basically it's this young woman befriends this guy who just moved into her neighborhood and the neighborhood is going through some really crazy gentrification and it um, starts to seem a little bit off and <laughs> people are leaving really suddenly and unexpectedly and just things are not quite what they seem and it's just it's really interesting okay yeah interesting mm -hmm. i don't have for those of you watching i don't have that one to hold up because i listened to it on audio <laughs> But I'll put the title and author, as always, down below. Yeah. I know I like, I, I like books that are kind of crazy. There was one book that I don't remember if I described it. Uh, it was called Replay. And the, the only name I remember part of the author was either Levi or Levy. It was L-E-V-Y. Mm -hmm. And it was a, a thriller in the sense where it was about a journalist who he gets killed. And then he wakes up like three months before his death and he has now gone back in time, doesn't know how and needs to use his journalistic skills to figure out who's going to kill him. And I'm like, Oh, cool. And it, and what kept me going was the, the tone of the book and the way it was written. Like not, I don't remember it being so much happening really with the investigative part, but mm -hmm. following the main character and kind of the tone with him kept me reading. Then the ending happened and I was like, what the hell was that? Oh no. It was disappointing I, endings are just they're so rough. You've invested so much time and love I'll, into reading a book. And I was just like, God, that was such a good read until the last ten pages. Uh, that's so annoying. What what a way to not stick the landing. It's like he had done like a right. quadruple flip dive into the pool and then belly flopped. That's rough. <laughs> <laughs> but transitioning from reads. Uh, what about watching? What have you been watching recently? Anything, really? Not a whole lot, honestly. Nick and I 
uh, have been watching some Great British Baking Show because it's just <laughs> the most delightful thing. <laughs> I, going back to when we were talking before we started, I did watch all of the Halloween Town movies. There you go. <laughs> the other day, just while I was working on stuff for the shop, I just had them all playing in the background. Um, are you are you one of the people who doesn't count the fourth one because the actress switched out? I am mad about that. No, I do watch it. I don't watch it every time I do a watch through, but I I like it. The story's fun. I just I'm mad about it. Have you heard the actor the actress talk about that? No. Why Why did she not get the fourth? So what she has said, you never know what is true, what is not true. Right. As someone in the entertainment business, off and on, I tend. I am inclined to believe her, but she has basically said that she was told she was by that point too chubby, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Oh, I remember. Yep. Or the fourth movie. And she's like, I haven't changed. Like I look, I look the just the same, same as I did in the third and second movies. Obviously the first one, she was a baby basically. So she was really little. She was like, didn't the fourth one. I think it but. wasn't it because the fourth one kind of came out around the time of all high school musicals. So everyone needed to be that perfect high school look. It was about then, I think. I don't remember exactly, but yeah, yeah she just didn't, I guess, have the look of the that's, leading lady that that's they stupid. There, wanted. And there was yeah, a, it pisses me off. <laughs> another of that, like a uh, small little tangent, two things. One, that's something like that that is more my thing. But uh, one is that's similar is Independence Day 2, the alien movie with Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never the, seen the second one. I, I haven't seen the second one either, but uh, one of the main characters is the president's daughter all grown up. The president's daughter in the original was played by Mae Whitman, who is wow. a fab... Yeah, who really? is a fab... I haven't seen it, that movie in probably a decade, so that I know. just blew my mind. <laughs> she is a fabulous actress. She yeah. was amazing in the show Parenthood. She's uh, Katara and so Avatar. Crazy. They didn't cast her because she was, quote unquote, too big. So they got some scrawny, tall actress, model lady to be it. And I was like, Mae Whitman is a fabulous actress. You literally could have had the best continuity ever by pulling her in. And obviously nothing against the other actresses that then got these roles. This was not their choice. Um, Yeah, this was not their choice to replace everyone. Just the people whose choice it was. Yeah, bad choice. It makes me so mad. Well, my last little one that's kind of similar to that where it's happening now. Um, well, and then I'll go into what I've been watching. In our last one, I talked about how in one of the, oh, no, our last check-in, how I talked about uh, books that I was reading, or it was the last episode, but it was that Spider-Man book I read that was a prequel to a video game. Mm-hmm. Well, the video game is getting a facelift because um, the new consoles are coming out. And so sometimes mm-hmm. if a game is so close to the new console's life, they'll do a remaster where it gets the new graphics update. For the PlayStation 5 graphics update of the Spider-Man game, they've changed Peter Parker's face completely. They have used a different face model actor. They said because the voice actor, who's like a 40-something-year-old man voicing a 23-year-old. Uh, Always. Yeah. His motion capture, to get that so specific that trying to alter the first face actor's um, motion was taking too much work so they got a different actor to portray and people are whining about it because they're saying the new guy looks too young and i was like they're like he looks like tom holland i was like tom holland's 24 
20 year olds just look young nowadays. So everyone's they throwing They really a fit. do. All of yeah. those <laughs> jokes on Facebook where it's like me when I was 13 versus 13 year olds. Yeah, now. exactly. It's so real. <laughs> they and, all look like little Kardashians and little yeah. influencers just running oh around. My God. And I'm like, where is your bright blue eyeshadow <laughs> and your frizzy hair and your five times too big pullover sweatshirt? It where, is a rite where, of passage. We all where, went through it. <laughs> Where is the awkward puberty phase? It's not right. here. <laughs> and we so, all went through it. Pay your dues. But um, for me watching, now that that tangent's over, uh, I've, what did I do? I did another office run, got sure. through all nine seasons. For the past few days, I've had Criminal Minds in the background, oh, kind of. I love Criminal Minds. Well, I That's going to be one of my next, when I I'm love wanting first, a big watch through. Right. I love the mm. first few seasons because I actually am more of a fan of Gideon Andy Patekin's mm-hmm. character than the other guy. I, I, and when he leaves, I'm kind of like, no. And I noticed that the show changes because mm-hmm. in the first few seasons, you actually try to figure out who the unsub is, where in the later seasons, you know who it is. You just wait for the last 15 minutes to tell you why. Yeah. So the investigative part's kind of gone. So I love the first few seasons. That's and then what fair. else did we, what else did we watch? Me and my parents did a even though it got postponed again, we did a marathon of all four of Daniel Craig's James Bond movies to prepare for the fifth. Oh, okay. Um, but it got delayed to next year, so. I haven't watched a James Bond movie in forever. <laughs> I got really burned out with them. Um, my parents really love watching James Bond movies, the newer Mission Impossible movies. Right. Indiana Jones, Harry Potter, Star Wars, things like that. My parents have always just really loved to watch. And it used to be when I was living at home, we would do about once a week, we would do a big movie night with dinner. Um, And we just, we watched so many James Bond movies (laughs) over those years that I actually got to the point where for a while I was actively avoiding James Bond just because no I was spies. I was so I was so burned <laughs> out of it I don't know I, I've only I still watched, kind of feel like they need to stop making them I've personally. only watched the Daniel Craig versions I've seen bits and Have pieces you seen any of the old ones okay I've seen a big chunk of the one that has Christopher Walken in it when he's a very young oh um, sure I don't remember which one it is because they are all basically the exact same movie. Right. Um, Pieces of Pierce Brosnan ones and, but I've only fully ever watched the Daniel Craig versions. And so I bought just that collection because there was Mm. the big 50th anniversary, every Bond ever, but then they also did just who's your Bond collections. So I just grabbed- <laughs> no question, fight me. I love so him I, so much. <laughs> so I just grabbed the Daniel Craig collection, which had the first four, and I had seen all but the fourth one. So we mm-hmm. watched them all um, over the course of like I think a week and a half. Uh, I think my official favorite is Skyfall, Daniel Craig's third one. And so I was ready for the fifth because the fifth looked really exciting. It says it's almost three hours long as his final Bond movie. Um, so many hours. Yeah, and the villain. I love the actor. It's, it's Rami Malek. Oh, is yeah. The, I do like him. He's the villain for the final Bond movie. And so I just kind of like how these ones... But that's just the thing is it's not going to be the final Bond movie. And no, it should be. No, they it's need not to the, stop making James Bond movies. It's not going to be the final James <laughs> Bond movie, but it's going to be Daniel Craig's final one. So his story ends. I do actually want... because it. it's, on, it's on my to-read list. There are tons. But I think maybe, if you'd be willing, we read one. 
because there are still modern Bond books being made. There were three big ones. There was the original writer, Ian Fleming. Hmm. Then there were two others who did a run. And then now anything kind of like since the early 2000s has been an author is like, hey, can you write the next James Bond novel? Hey, can you write us the next? So there's like, I think 10 that are like a bunch of different authors. So I have that all, all of them on my to read list because I want to. Maybe we'll have to see what some of the original stories are like or something like that. Maybe. I don't <laughs> but, know. Um, but yeah, I mean, for for two reads, like I said, I have my little mini library here um, of it all. I'm about to get, though, the rest of the ones I left behind in Germany. My grandparents have shipped the box. Um, so there'll be more options in there for us to pick from as well for, so I don't accumulate, like I said last time, the Beast Library in my parents' small condo. I did pick up that uh, the psychology of time travel one I mentioned to you, if we ever want to mm-hmm. go back to uh, the women who create time travel and one of them possibly being murdered. That sounds really fun. <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's most of them, uh, which is weird because I know I haven't read a lot of them. Most of them are like crime thrillers in a sense. Mm-hmm. And it's really weird. Um, I sadly learned that 13, that one about the jury with the killer in one. the jury, that's apparently the fourth in a series. Yeah. I didn't know it's, that. I Well, like I said, I read it, or I listened to that one on audio, I think. It was fun. You don't need to read it in order. Yeah, there's, it's okay. not necessarily like you miss any background on the character. Yeah. Anything that you need to know about him, it tells you in that book. And that's you know, what I it's prefer. It's kind of like reading Nancy Drew out of order. It, it just doesn't really matter. Well, and I wrote uh, down the others that sounded interesting. I wrote the whole series just in case because there's only four or five books, but mm-hmm. a few of them also were kind of like, oh, that one sounds just as cool too. So we'll, we'll maybe I'll pick out the ones I feel I won't need. And then, yeah, I know eventually you wanted to read. It's a short one. I've read it. First time I have one read that you didn't. The uh, My Sister's the Serial Killer. So that's one that I'm reading this month. I actually have it here because I was going to talk about it. Oh, Okay. Yeah, so my sister, the serial killer, very, very interested in this one. I actually heard about it on a different bookish podcast originally forever ago. And then Nick and I bought a copy and never read it, (laughs) such as the life of reading too many books. Uh, But basically, it is this girl and her sister's boyfriends keep ending up dead and she kind of that's not a coincidence (laughs) yeah i want to say from the inside flap i want to say it's like the third or fourth one before she's like i'm gonna look into this yeah i i think the book starts with the third victim yeah so as for me as a non-spoiler uh recommendation it's fun like i said that was when i was really having my weird ocd with reading where i would repeat pages that i didn't need to and stuff like that Mm -hmm. it's a it's a 200 page book and i took months to read it so i'm finally getting out of that weirdness with my mind where i can actually just read through a book but it's fun i do like the flow of it it's i feel like it doesn't go exactly how i imagined um i like i thought there would be more of the sister messing around stuff like that Mm -hmm. and it's kind of more about the main sister who keeps getting sucked into these horrible situations and kind of her mentality with like okay i'm kind of at the last straw with all of this and so it's it's a little more in the psychological thriller but it's funny 
it's got some good humor in it. <laughs> there, there are moments where I chuckled where I was just like, ha, 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 that, that was good. That was a good one. And so I think my only problem was I didn't know how to pronounce the names. It's <laughs> fair. Any other of your books over there in your small library you want to talk about? Um, one that's got a sequel, which I'm wondering how, but she has a bunch that are kind of in the same, same idea, like same boat. Uh, even though I haven't seen the movie, I do know what I'm referencing. This book is kind of like The Breakfast Club, but one of them ends up dead. And so you don't know who did it. And so it's kind of like this, it's a YA uh, mystery about who done killed, I don't remember if it's the popular girl or the nerd or whoever, but one of them ends up dead in detention and it's who did it. And this one specifically has a sequel, but then she also has other books that are kind of in the same theme and genre. Uh, that are standalones uh, by Karen M. McManus. Okay. And so that one, that one seems pretty fun. I like the cover because it's like, it's their, it's like their yearbook pictures, but all their faces are cut out. What's uh, it called? One of Us is Lying. Oh yeah. I know that yeah. one. And so I have that one and that one specifically has a follow-up and then the others are standalones, I believe. And she mm -hmm. just came out with a new one as well. Also for going back to our original Caroline Kepnes just showed the cover for the third U book, which got me more excited to eventually we got to read uh, Hidden Bodies. We'll do that once we can do multiple books a month. Because mm -hmm. otherwise I think reading sequels to previous episodes won't be quite as much fun to listen to. No, we, we, can, we can definitely get back to back. We could probably in the same month read two and three. We'll see. Um, um, yeah. Another one that I have on my list for this month is They Wish They Were Us. Again, with the friggin' Target sticker. Um, <laughs> it's always 20%. It's never always. less, never more. Um, but it looks like this, if you can see it, it's basically... Uh, yeah, it's like kind of those cursive name necklaces that people can wear. It's those with the names or the words for the title. Uh, but one of them is broken and covered in blood. And it's basically this girl who is in high school and... A couple of years ago, one of her friends, her best friend, I haven't read it yet, so I don't remember exactly, ends up being found dead, and her boyfriend, the person who dies, her boyfriend, admits that he killed her and confesses, and then now it's her senior year, and she is a part of this, like, secret society, but starts getting, I want to say, text messages, if I'm remembering the synopsis correctly, talking about how the boyfriend was actually innocent, and so she's trying to figure out what actually happened, and so it sounds almost, pretty... Almost like a, I don't know, like a alternative Pretty Little Liars thing. Kind of. I love Pretty Little Liars. Never watched That's it. That's another I just, one, I just, I I just know how that started. Again. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else that we are looking at reading coming up uh any maybe favorite spooky stories since it's october if people want to get into the spirit anything I like was that almost tempted when i was at target picking up midnight sun because yes i finally have it now people um that i almost grabbed the full collection of scary stories to tell in the dark mm. just to read them and see if they still held up yeah. Um, if not, I have, they're, they're actual historical, factual books, but I have 
uh, knowing Jack the Ripper. I'm very, I really love the Jack the Ripper story. I mean, it's a horrible story, but mm. just the, the mystery it's really behind fascinating. it. Right. And so I had always wanted to write a Jack the Ripper fiction novel. And so I bought two books that were the two highest rated Jack the Ripper informational books. One was like 2002 and one was 2013. So one old, one more updated. I may want to read into those to get more of the details just because I'm so fascinated by that mystery. Mm-hmm. Plus there's also fiction yeah. stories I have of it too. And then I'm not going to go deep into any other books just because we've talked for a while. Yeah. But other books on my list this month, this one has a cat hair on top, shocking <laughs> to nobody, is The Shadows, Alex North. Um, looks really interesting. I was supposed to read it for a buddy read a couple months ago, and I didn't. Uh, I didn't get around to it. I have heard pretty mixed reviews about this one, though, from my friends that were in that buddy read and uh, just other friends that read a lot. That has me, just the look of it. The, so, the, sh- the shadows making the skeleton hand. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited about it, but I'm kind of tempering my excitement because I've, I've heard from more than one person that I trust their book recommendations that it was pretty disappointing. Pretty mixed. And then I am also leading a book club. This one's not wanting to go back on my book cart. Uh, I am also reading a book club. Yes. Uh, (laughs) This month for Verity by Colleen Hoover. Okay. Which I am so stoked about. It came out last year, I want to say. And I bought it almost immediately on my Kindle. And have not read it yet because (laughs) I have too much going on. But Colleen Hoover is one of those authors that writes multiple genres. Like she writes Mm -hmm. some thrillery horror type, and then she also writes some romance. (laughs) Oh. And so she's one of those authors that a lot of my book friends, I think she would be on their list of favorite authors, and I haven't read anything from her yet. I have two or three of them on my shelf, and I just, I haven't gotten to them yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited about that one and say like suspenseful romance. Yeah. I think I'm just ready to get into the full swing of getting just sucked into a book again, because mm-hmm. yeah, I've, I, I loved you. I loved romance. And I have a feeling that once I get past the hump, I'll like the Institute. It's just, like I said, I've have this weird mental block since I have that long period of not reading. That's making it hard for me to get back into my junior high self. I always had a freaking book in my hand. The elementary school taught you when you were done with your work, read a damn book. And I would religiously live by that, that to the point when junior high happened, teachers were like, stop reading and pay attention. I was like, you're not talking. I know. I was always the kid that got in trouble for reading in class. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm not bothering you. Yeah. And so uh, (laughs) I I need that fire again. And so I think if I can sit down and crunch through and get to the triple digits of the Institute, then hopefully I can get to two books read because yeah. I think it would and be you'll, cool. You'll get there. It just, yeah. it takes kind of forcing yourself to get there. Yeah. And, I, and I'm feeling myself not having to repeat anymore. Like for people, I don't think I've mentioned it on here. Didn't really self-diagnose, but I tried looking up as I found this where I just kept repeating sentences and pages. And I was wondering what's this issue. And people just said, it's a form of OCD. It's not trusting yourself that 
you've, you've retained the information that you're taking. And it was mainly more towards studying, like for as school children and stuff. I was like, I'm not studying. I'm just trying to enjoy a book. And so um, they just said, keep reading, keep reading as a normal thing. And eventually you get over it. So I feel like I'm finally Something getting past that. To work through. So I'm excited for that because I do want to get to two books a month. And because I think it would be fun that if we, when we decide like, you know, what theme do we want to do for a month? If like each book was like a, your pick and my pick of that same theme. And then we can kind of have like a back and forth on that. That would be fun. Yeah. So I think we've, we've done a lot. I think maybe we're at wrap up time. Yeah. It seems like about time to wrap it up. So if you would like to reach us, you can email us anytime at the same page pod at gmail.com. If you have any books you think we should read for the podcast, any questions, collaboration requests, or if you've read any of our reads already and have questions or things that you'd like us to include in our discussion, let us know. We'd love for you to be a part of our discussion with us. I think that would be pretty fun. Uh, And then if you want to reach out to me specifically, you can find my blog with all of my full reviews, tours, all that jazz on tacklingtbr.home.blog or over on Instagram at tackling underscore TBR. And as for the podcast, you can find and connect with us on Instagram at the same page podcast, on Twitter at the same page pod, and you can find us uh on both facebook and youtube by searching for the same page podcast and then the last thing that i will say is if you're listening to our show and you like what you hear please consider heading to apple podcasts or wherever you are listening to us and subscribing giving us a positive rating and leaving your thoughts in a review it's a process that only takes a few minutes but really means the world to small shows like us get and help us get introduced to more bookish folks And as a future thing, we will also be on Amazon Music soon. There is a version of our podcast on there that was from when we were on our old formatted website. And Mm -hmm. so we switched. So the first two episodes of you and its bonus episode, the spoiler talk are on there. That is the outdated version. So I'm going to be looking into how to reapply as our new version and hopefully getting that old version maybe taken down as well. Mm -hmm. So keep telling him he needs to look into that. Shame him because he hasn't done it yet. (laughs) Well, I Uh, make him feel guilty. (laughs) I couldn't find out what was the (laughs) issue. And then it hit me the other day we were talking about, I was like, oh, it's not updating because that's the old version. And and that was finally the click. So now all I have to do, I found how to contact them. And so, but I don't know if it has like a, do you have any notes for us? Cause I'm afraid they'll say you're already on here. So uh, if there's like a notes page on there, I'm going to extensively put, this is our new format. We left that old site, please kill the old one. (laughs) So So anyway, you can find us there hopefully soon as well. Soon. All right. And so with all of that, thank you for listening into our October check-in. We are officially on Stephen King's The Institute. Mm -hmm. Check back in on the 30th when the episode will go live with our discussion. And hopefully I've read also a book with it. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully cross many a finger and toe for Dana. I am crossing all my fingers and toes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. (laughs) 